the Summer Skate Studios, IcetimeHockeyWest.com presents the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast, brought to you by Liberty University, bringing and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at Liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, your hockey superstore with three Valley locations and across the country, BehindTheMask.com. Central Oklahoma University, a top-ranked education and an elite college hockey experience. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jay Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson for lunch or catering your next office party. We are best of barbecue Las Vegas style. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship Quest. For tickets and schedule information, go to rebelhockey.com. Top Golf. Play around. Food. Fun. Golf. Something for everyone at topgolf.com. Adrian College. Championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resort and Casinos with Caesars Rewards members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. University of Arizona Hockey, be a part of building not just a championship culture, but the future. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates, order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort and style. San Diego State University Hockey. Sun, sand, and hockey, as well as a top flight education at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. Jets Pizza. Go to jetspizza.com to find the location near you and create your own unique pizza with all of our different crusts and fresh toppings. And Oklahoma University Hockey, the action you crave only faster at ouhockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, to uh, another edition, another Wednesday night, American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from a very warm, but not too warm, Temecula, California, just outside of uh, the great city of San Diego. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh, joining me from that championship city who now has a revolving door of coaches at every level, and he doesn't even know what to do with himself, so hibernation is out. Stephen, how are you tonight? It is very uh, hot here. Uh, not, <laughs> not, the, not quite as nice as it is down in tonight. You, you, you always seem to find yourself in the right places, uh, you decide I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do uh, a week of work in the San Diego area for a week. You just so happen to pick the hottest week of the year. <laughs> oh, that was right. planned, my friend. That was planned. As soon as they started talking about the 120s, 120. Yeah, when they started talking 120s for the weekend in Palm Springs, I said, you know what? I'm shifting directions here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, next week it'll be Ontario for a week, and then it'll be oh, Bakersfield it'll be for a week. It'll be hot there. Okay, you'll get some heat then. Yeah, and then uh, and then it'll be back to Colorado and all this fun stuff. But tonight, 
and yeah, um, no, the, and, what, and I wanted to go into hibernation. This would be a week to do it because yeah, this really isn't happening. Not. <laughs> it's not happening. You got things to cover. Tomorrow night show, you're going to be so busy, you're not going to be able to keep your eyes off of schedules, coaching changes. It's going to be crazy. But tonight, it's all about the American Collegiate Top Twenty, and we've got a great guest going to join us in just a minute. Um, one of our new partners, too, by the way, uh, from the University of Mary, the uh, the athletic director, the uh, head coach, the two-time, I think, M2 national champions. I mean, so let's not even wait around, Stephen. Let's get into this because we've got Dan Huntley with us. Dan, you got Scott and Stephen with you tonight. How are you? And thanks so much for joining us. Gentlemen, uh, it's great to be on the show and, and uh, glad to be a partner with with you guys and We'll see how uh, how it can help us down the road, and we're 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 glad to be part of something that's uh, um, worldwide now. Yeah, I love it worldwide. <laughs> oh, worldwide now. Wow. Well, we were maybe Dan's heard that we were in Eastern Europe uh, with the Tennessee State um, uh, guys the other day, but. Um, Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, you're making the jump to, to M1, ACHA M1 hockey. We know the neighborhood that you're in up there with Minot State, the defending national champions, Jamestown, not too far away. But we know that you, Mary Hockey, has been pretty dominant since it came on board. You look at your coaching record, uh, Dan, and pretty impressive. If I've got this right, the website does anyway, 154, 22, 5, and 10. That, my friend, is impressive. That was before last year. And, uh, so <laughs> yeah, I see I that. Think we're, I think we're up to one, uh, 192, 28 uh, and change, whatever that is. Yeah, 38, so, <laughs> 6, and 1 was the record last season, according to the website, too. Yeah, yeah. So, no, we've been blessed with, uh, with a lot of great kids, um, a, lot of, a lot of people that uh, believed in us from the get-go, a school that uh, – um, believed in, in, in setting up a program the, the, the right way, um, supporting it financially, um, you know, doing the, the right things that uh, would make us competitive. And, uh, you know, I don't know how, what you guys know about our backstory, but originally we, we applied right off the bat to be a, a, an M1 team and got denied. Um, and uh, it was, it was um, a rule changer. Uh, because that following spring, they changed the rules on how to get in. Uh, it used to be the coaches had a vote. And, you know, the year before that we applied, Jamestown got in, was serving their year probation, and uh, had done very well, was in the top uh, 10 uh, that, that first year when they, when they first started. And, you know, the coaches didn't, uh, um, you know, you got to get 75% of the vote. 30% of the coaches didn't even vote. Uh, so even if we would have got all the votes that were cast, we wouldn't have gotten in because the coaches didn't even take the time to, to put a vote forward. So it was really disappointing, um, but it was a real blessing for us. And we were able to go cut our teeth at the M2 level, uh, had great success our first year. We won our first 15 games right off the bat. We beat the defending champs, uh, Florida Gulf Coast at their building. Um, we had success against Jamestown that year. We, you know, tied my knot to, I mean, it was all, all kinds of great things happened. And we knew that, you know, the kids were having fun. They were playing just for playing because they loved the game. They knew they couldn't go to a tournament because we had to serve that probationary year. 
uh, which was unfortunate. And, and, uh, and then year two, you know, you get into year two and we decided to stay down and, and, and continue to run because we hadn't done anything yet. And then COVID hits. And so we didn't another year where we didn't get to play for a championship and, and probably could have. Um, and then year three and four were back to back. And, and, you know, the, the year three was a, was a great year where, you know, unfortunately not, you know, not every team in the country played that year, um, uh, because of COVID still. And, uh, we were able to host the tournament. They split the tournament up into, into each uh, individual division. And, uh, we hosted a great tournament at our place and, and, uh, Iowa state team and, and, uh, and, you know, with a, with an open net goal and went two nothing and, then had an epic game uh, two years ago with Florida Gulf Coast going three overtimes, and uh, what a, what a fantastic setting in in St. Louis, and uh, what a great opponent, and and to beat you know to continue to beat a team like that that uh, you know has has had their way with them too uh, for many years, and Bob's done a great job, and and uh, you know how he's developed that program, and so we we we're kind of emulating what, you know, how do we want to run this program and what do we want to do? So it's been, it's been fun. You know, we, we got, uh, you know, obviously we're disappointed this year, but, uh, end of the day, it's, uh, you know, not everybody can win. It's hard to win. And, uh, now we've got a, a focus of, of something else. And, and, uh, it's, uh, being a division one team at the ACH a level. And, uh, we were nine, two and two last year, uh, against D one teams. And, feel confident that we're going to be successful and and we beat three teams that were in the quarterfinals of the ACHA D1 tournament last year so we're we're ready Dan let me tell you um I, I'm a Minnesotan myself but I spent the, the last 30 plus years in in Arizona and um last year in Colorado and now out in California working our our uh, AHL side of things but Steven doesn't know what it's like to labor through anything because he's in Vegas and you know, <laughs> Vegas just started off hot, rolled right through. <laughs> but anyway, I, I like to give him a bad time, but anyway, um, tell us a little bit about, you know, and I've looked through your we coaching. We can't be Minnesotans like you, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we, uh, looked through your coaching ranks and, and, and you made some different steps different places tell us a little bit about coaching where you were at and and particularly that step you made to uh, coach midgets at the, the renowned shattuck st mary's yeah you know it was um you know you go through college and you think you know what you want to do and and maybe your grades aren't good enough and and you have to switch programs and um, that kind of led me to uh you know uh, an opportunity right after i was done playing i had a couple classes left and so we, we had an assistant coach that left at the College of St. Scholastic Duluth, a D3 team that uh, I played for. And so I was an assistant coach for a year. You know, we weren't very good. Um, I'm hoping that wasn't all me, but, uh, you know, it, it was just, a, it was, it was, a, you know, it's hard year. Um, you're, you're playing with those guys and then all of a sudden you've got to be a coach and hold responsibility and, um, you know, develop a professionalism towards what you're doing. And, and uh, it was, it was a, probably the most difficult year I've had ever coaching um, decided to go back, get my master's degree um, wanted to stay in the college game. So I figured I needed to have a master's degree um, went and, and coached with my, with my college coach uh, for two years. It's uh, St. Paul Academy. And then uh, the assistant coach that I had for four years uh, was at Apple Valley high school. And so when I was doing my student teaching, I went over and taught with him and, 
and um, coached at Apple Valley High School for a year. And then, um, you know, trying to figure out life. Did I, I want to be a teacher? I didn't want to be a teacher in the high school level. Um, and so I, I, you know, found my way to a community college and, and, uh, you know, back when they still had ice hockey, uh, sponsored by the NJCA and went up to international falls, a uh, small community on the Minnesota Canadian border and, and, uh, took a chance. They took a chance on me and, and gave me an opportunity to be a head coach for the first time and, uh, try to figure out how to recruit, um, to uh, a school and, and one that had had success and then hadn't had success. and um you know try to you know what what was it going to be like and there was a lot of great hockey up there there's been a lot of olympians there's uh you know some great coaches uh from fort francis you know gasparini and um, um you know other people in, in the international falls group of of people in the, in the tradition there uh you know it's none better in minnesota other than maybe a dinah um so I was able to be there for five years, went to two national tournaments, which was, had been unheard of in, in, in that era for the school and won one. And, and, uh, and then, um, you know, I had met my wife and we had a couple children and we were living in a dorm and it wasn't a, a great life for a family. Um, so I had decided that, uh, we were going to leave. I didn't know where we were going to go. Uh, but, uh, um, I had, had decided that it's time to go. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, I, I ended up at Shattuck and, uh, it was a brand new, um, team that, that they called it the midget black, uh, the triple a, um, Andy Murray had been there the year before. And then, uh, he went to the Kings, uh, Troy Ward came in and, and was got the prep job and, and Troy did a great job for many, many years at Shattuck at the, at the, at the prep coach and, um, and then went on to the Buffalo Sabres, uh, for a while. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, it was fun to be around that environment and see some of those kids. Um, so I was coaching mainly 10th and 10th graders, a couple of 11th graders. Um, I think we had nine or 10 division one hockey players on that ninth grade team or 10th grade team. And, um, you know, it was fun to help them develop and, and, but at the same time we played 60 games i was trying to teach seventh grade science be a dorm parent <laughs> um, have a family life and it was just it was too much travel we were all over the place and you know we played the midget triple a in the uh, we played in that league and then we as soon as the league ended the playoffs started the prep team came in and went to the playoffs um so they were playing their junior schedule all year long and, and doing their thing playing minnesota high school teams and then we got stuck at home and when the playoffs came. And, and so it was just kind of unfortunate for our guys um, that, uh, you know, kind of ended that way. But, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a great year of development. It taught me a lot uh, about high-end players and, and what their goals and aspirations were. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of neat. There's, uh, I coached Mike Field. Mike Field was a, a coach at <laughs> yeah. uh, Arizona State yes. um, for a couple years. And so he was on that team uh, at Shattuck that I coached. And so, you know, there's a lot of those guys that are around and still in the, in the hockey world, Billy McCreary's with the, um, the, uh, the, uh, Denver hat tricks, um, you know, coaching in that, uh, in that aspect and, and some other guys that uh, had played as well. Um, so it was really fun. And then, uh, I went to, you know, I went to division three route, uh, coached at Northland college for, for five years. And, and, you know, it was, it was it was an impossible place to coach. Um, you know, they've, it's been 18 years since I left. They still haven't had a winning season. 
Um, so at the time you think it's you, I mean, we were awful and, um, you know, it just, it was disappointing. And I, I got out of hockey because of it. Um, and I was just so drained, um, that it, it really took a toll on me and, and what I felt about hockey. And I, I, I didn't have a passion for it and, and it was really tough. Um, and then I became an athletic director and got a great chance down at the, the southern tip of Texas and in, in, uh, in Brownsville and went on a, a run of, of being an athletic director for about 12 years at a couple of different schools and uh, then had an opportunity to come to the University of Mary as an associate AD. All of the schools that I had ever been at, none of them had football before. And so if I knew that if I wanted to be an athletic director and be, be the guy in charge, I had better have some football experience behind me and understand it a little bit. So this was a great opportunity for me. And, and so the AD here was going to retire um, a year after I got here. And uh, so I'm here for a year, hoping that I'm going to get the, the AD job. And I didn't get it. And so, you know, God had a different plan. Um, I didn't know about it. Um, he led me in this direction. And now I'm here at the University of Mary, and, and my hope was that I was going to be the AD, and I'm not it. Um, so I go into the office of the new AD a week after he starts and said, hey, you know, Roger Thomas, I had been talking about hockey. Uh, you know, he was the AD at North Dakota when they went on their runs in the, in the 97 and 2002. He was uh, the AD over Coach Dean Blaze and another International Falls guy. Um, and uh now all of a sudden uh you know he goes well let's talk about it and and i said i'll make a proposal but i want to coach i want to keep my current job as the associate ad and and coach and and you know be able to do that so i don't want to make a proposal and run this thing and try to figure it all out and have somebody else do it so we got it passed and went through president's council and everybody else and and uh lo and behold you know we're we're you know eager and we're doing and that first summer, you know, we had a year to recruit and in about the middle of July, I had 12 kids and uh, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I went into an office. I said, hey, we better stop selling season tickets because we're not going to produce a product that people are going to watch and they're not going to be excited to come and watch what we have right now. And he goes, no, Dan, just be patient. You've done this before. Just give it time. Well, about the 20th of August, uh, Bismarck or uh, J July Bismarck Bobcats finished their tryouts and uh, we had a couple kids come out of there. Um, we, we ended up with three of our top six forwards uh, in the next two weeks and uh, two of our, our top four defensemen uh, came in at that time and all of a sudden we've got our 20 guys and our all-time leading score, our all-time leading scoring defensemen. Um, our, our, our defenseman that uh, has been our defensive player of the year for for uh, four years or five, five years straight. Um, and he played in every one of our games. He didn't miss a game. He played in, I think, 200. How impressive uh, is that? That's two, just ridiculous. games I think he played. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it's, it, it's hard to explain. First game. Um, you know, we were playing at home. We don't know. I mean, I didn't know if 50 people were going to show up or if 1600 who came into the building, um, it was, it was, it was just crazy. And we win that first game. We scored early and we won eight, nothing. And that was, you know, then we went on and went 15 and it was, I mean, it was a, like I said, it was a blessing to be a, an M2 team, uh, for that first year. 
and it gave us a, a chance to kind of develop a culture, uh, get a winning tradition, figure out who we are, where we're going to recruit, um, you know, all of those things. And, and now I think we're, we're, you know, when I make a phone call, people know who we are. Um, we were getting phone calls, you know, Hey, we'd like to play for you. You know, you know, coaches are calling, you got any spots left? Um, you know, now we're in a position where, uh, I think if we would have came in right first year, uh, it would have been very difficult and we, we probably would have got thrown around a little bit and I don't know that we would have recovered. Um, and we certainly wouldn't be in the position where we're at today. Wow, that's that that is impressive. Uh, I read it, and now that to hear you speak it, uh, even makes it more impressive. And to have a player like that 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 plays that many games is is unheard of as well. Um, it, you're making the jump to to M1, as you said. You've already tested the waters. You've already played some teams and had success against some teams. But for those that don't know, Dan, uh, down here in the Southwest or the West or maybe anywhere in the country, how good? is that little triangle that you're a part of with Jamestown, you Mary and Mina. It's intense. Um, you know, a year ago we stopped playing Jamestown's D2 team. Um, somewhat it was, you know, the games were lopsided, but we would play their D2 team. And then, you know, a week later we'd have to play their M1 team and, or the opposite way. And, you know, I just said to Dean Stork, I said, Dean, I, I, our guys, it's, it's confusing. Um, it's confusing for our fans. It's um, our guys excited about playing on those M2 games. They just want to play your, your M1 team. And, you know, they've given us the opportunity from year one, uh, both him and, and, and Wade Regeer, who was coaching there at the time, gave us an opportunity to play. And we, we give them everything they need you know, preparing them to be a better team. And, you know, I think our record against Jamestown is six, five, two, one, something like that. Um, we finally beat Minot this year, um, had a great game, had a great end of the year game with them as well. Uh, lost five, four in overtime. It was uh, just, a, I mean, it was a three, probably the second most people we've ever, we've had in our building um, besides that first game. And, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a heated rivalry. It's, it's all three of us used to be in the same conference in the NAIA back in the early 2000s, in the 1990s. And then uh, Minot State and, and us uh, moved to the NCAA D2 level. And so, you know, we're in the same conference um, with, uh, with Mankato and Duluth and St. Cloud and Bemidji and Augustana. And so all, the, all those schools that have hockey as well. Um, at the NCAA B1 level, they've got all their other sports at the Division II level, and we're in that conference with them. So it's uh, it, it's fun. It's 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 difficult. Um, you know, we're we're playing with our NA3 guys against Minot and and competing with their Manitoba and Saskatchewan League guys. And you know, it's <laughs> you you don't you know you look at the piece of paper beforehand and go, hey, we you know we shouldn't be in these games, but the ri- the rivalry exists. And, you know, the intensity level of it is, is there and they know that they just can't show up and, and beat us. And, and, uh, you know, our guys know we got to compete and it's, it's not that we have to have everything go perfect anymore, um, because we don't be, you know, we know that, Hey, we can, we can do some, some of the right things, but those teams are pretty special, you know, um, they've got some great power play guys. 
Um, they can hurt you in that way. And, and you really got to be prepared to play a full 60 or 65 minutes against them. Otherwise, uh, you know, if you take 10 minutes off, you're, you're going to lose the game for sure. All right, Steve, fire away. Well, I like to, I, I want to, you guys got to, in your first season at the, uh, at the M2 level, you got to participate in an outdoor game. Uh, that was the first ever hockey day, North Dakota and playing uh, an outdoor event. What was it like playing in something like that? It was unbelievable. Yeah. You know, it was on Jamestown's campus. Um, you know, that was five years ago. Um, they've, they've had it since, and we haven't been invited back. Um, we beat them three to one and, you know, that was that, you know, that first year and we really surprised the heck out of them. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a crazy game. We had a, we had a great goaltender, um, that first year, Aaron Nelson transferred to us from NCAA division one Mankato and uh um had been a backup but but he had been a, a wcha defensive player of the week during his time at mankato and, and he had a year of eligibility left uh came to start grad school and then he coached with me for two years after he was done and and he was phenomenal he, he went about 50 percent in practice because that's how 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 bad or good our guys were or good he was he, he didn't need to try um, but when he got into a game boy he was he was lights out and uh, no doubt he was one of the best players in the nation and at any level. And, uh, you know, he would have been on uh, the team that uh, went over to, uh, oh, I think it was Raw with uh, um, Team USA out of the ACHA, um, but he had turned 26. And they changed the rule. Um, so he was already 26 and you had, you had to be under 20, uh, 25 years old at the time, but, uh, they wanted him to uh, be on that team and, and he would have been a great addition to them and, and, uh, provided a pretty good, uh, backstop for him. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, um, you know, playing an outdoor game, it's, you know, it snowed, it was, it was three degrees outside. Um, it was bitterly cold, but they did a great job having heaters on the bench and, it was about 30, probably 35 degrees on the benches. Um, so it wasn't bad. I didn't have, I didn't even have gloves on. Um, you know, I mean, it, you would think that, boy, it's, it's three degrees out, but it, what, it, the temperature wasn't there. And then you're competing and, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, an unbelievable environment. It was right in the center of their campus. Um, and it was, you know, on statewide TV and, and it was done extremely well with, uh, with Beck. Um, a, a local uh, TV provider, and, and uh, it, w- it was pretty cool, especially the, anything you can do for the first time is, is always more special than, you know, the second time you do it or, you know, whatever it is. Um, it, it all has its way of, of, you know, providing different memories for you. Well, and that probably got kind of helped get your program going, too, since, you know, you were still fairly, a new program and, and getting that going and getting that exposure right at the onset and, and beating them, too. I mean, that that, that probably – couldn't have hurt certainly your your exposure and, and oh no doubt you, you know now. yeah anytime that we you know we can go out and you know like i said you know i mean we won nine division one games last year um and uh to be able to do that against the teams that we play and and the teams in the conference that we're going into um and and those that you know in jamestown minot and in maryville we beat all those teams last year um, you know, and so it's, you know, it, it, it's fun to be, um, able to say, Hey, where we've been and here's where we want to go. Um, you know, that, that first year I was recruiting, you know, we didn't have jerseys. We didn't have our locker room done. I was telling or it was like a fable, you know, you're telling a story <laughs> and hoping the kids could believe in what you're doing, you know, 
are, are you going to believe this story? Is Santa Claus alive? You know, is, is the Easter Bunny alive? Um, that's what I was trying to convince them that the University of Mary hockey program was the best thing since sliced bread. And it ha- we, we weren't in existence, um, but I got kids to buy into it and take a chance on us and understand. And, and you know, we really we started with nine transfers um, and we had uh, 16 of our 20 guys were from North Dakota. Um, so for those that don't know, you know, there's there's a lot of good hockey players in North Dakota. Um, that are starting to it's getting better and better and in, in, especially at, at our level the d2 level um you know we were able to get those guys a lot of ice time um now i don't know that all of those kids would be playing on our team we're we're, we're a lot better than we were back then um but at that time we gave them an opportunity to play college hockey and that's what you know that's why we developed our program um you can still look at our roster and we're american heavy it uh, doesn't mean that we don't want to recruit Canadian kids. We want to recruit the best kids that believe in our program and want to come to the University of Mary. Um, and we'll try to turn over every rock we can, um, but the kids have to believe in us. And, and uh, you know, I think that we've, we've spread ourselves out from being a, a really regional team to now having two kids from California, a kid from British Columbia, um, we've got Ohio and, and Michigan and, and uh, other places that uh, are you know across the U.S. and in Colorado and, and uh, Illinois and other places. So you know our names getting out there. Um, this is also going to be an opportunity to you know get our, our reach out a little bit further and, and uh, you know hopefully somebody will also be listening to this along the way and go hey that sounds like a, you know a guy I want to I want to talk to and, and play for. All right, let me ask you this, Dan. Uh, you know in the tournament-wise, the M2 tournament completely different than the M1 tournament, and I'm sure you're chomping at the bit to get that shot uh, at an M1 national championship, but just your thoughts on the way the ACHA runs it. They're two completely different style tournaments. you got to do two different things, but, boy, they're both really difficult to win, aren't they? They are, and, you know, I mean, I... <sighs> You know, I, I don't think we really – we didn't have the goal scoring this year um, that we've had in the past. We were about – I think we were 150 goals less than two years ago. Um, we were pretty prolific that first year and, and uh, that we won it. And, and uh, um, you know, they, I think the main difference why, why M2 is where it's at is just because of the finances. Um, you go there and you watch and the parents are there. Um, they're they're the most supportive group in the whole tournament is, is watching those those parents and watching all those kids because they can they know they're going to Boston or to St. Louis and they're going to watch their son play for three games minimum and so that's a vacation for them and they can go and they know they're going to spend the money and there's less people watching the D1 tournament because they don't know if you know I mean are you one and done. Um, are you, you know, are you going to win two games Are you, you know, how long can you be there and how, you know, how much are you going to spend on your flights? So I think parents are probably a little more leery to go to a tournament, um, where they don't know how long they're going to stay and do they, you know, do you have a Cinderella run and, and now they got to leave because their flight was on, you know, on Sunday and you're playing in the semifinals on Monday. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. Um, but it is, yeah, it is a gauntlet. Uh, either way, and we found that out this year and, you know, had to pull our goaltender in overtime, which seems ridiculous. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> I mean, people ask me, what, what, what in the world would you do that for? 
I said, well, we had to win. Uh, we, we could not tie that game and move on. And, you know, I mean, people thought I was an idiot. And, and, but I, until they understood what was going on, it, it was, you know, a nightmare trying to explain it all. Um, but, you know, it, it, you know, St. Thomas had a great year. They beat us during the regular season. They had our number. They were quick, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, I think they, they probably overreached themselves uh, the next next day and, and, uh, and lost that game to UMass. And, and uh, you know, I think it would have been a great opportunity for us to three-peat. But, you know, it's, that, that shows how hard it is and the expectations and you have to be on, you know. I mean, we were separated by one goal in pool play. They gave two shutouts, so we gave up one goal. And, you know, that, that's, that was the difference in, in moving on and having a tie game. Um, you know, so it, it's, it's, it's a cool format. I'm glad we were there. You know, when I talked to Dee about moving up and putting in our application to, to M1, and here's, what's, here's what the differences are, and, and, you know, academically and financially and, um, you know, and within the, the national tournament and said, it, hey, it, it could just be one, we're going to St. Louis and it could be one game and we're back home. So, Dan, that's how every other sport here is. Um, you know, you, you, you don't have another opportunity at the NCAA level to go, hey, we lost. Uh, you get to move on. Good job. Um, <laughs> you know, that it doesn't happen. That's a fact. You know, and so, you know, it's just reality. Go, go win the games. And if you don't, you don't. We're going to be proud of you one way or the other. Uh, but, uh, you know, do the best you can and, and try to have a team that qualifies. And, uh, you know, you, you'll be supported and, and uh, you know, we'll be loved on our campus. How cool is it that the, the, the national tournament, uh, the last few years it's been this way, and it sounds like it's going to be like this going forward after discussions and, and meetings and stuff, that everybody's in one location. I know I know that can, it's presenting some challenges trying to find locations from what the, commis- uh, the, the director has said, but, but having everybody, all the divisions, men and women, all in one spot to play it, whenever that, that is, whether it was in Boston where it was all the same time, St. Louis now where it's going to be staggered over 10 days, just having everybody there in one place at whatever level it is, and you can bounce around and watch all these different games and, and, and see how everybody's doing. That's kind of a cool little thing, isn't it? I think it's great for the ACHA, and I think it's great for the fans. Um, the teams that are participating would much rather be on a, on a campus. Or, or, you know, a, a different place and away from the other tournaments, because it's a, it's somewhat of a detraction. Um, you, you know, it is what it is, and you go and you 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 have it, and there's there's more things that you get out of having everybody together, and then that's the uh, you know the the kind of the cherry on top uh, that says, hey, here's all these things that we can do, and and we can produce this big product, um, which is cool. Um, and, and the kids get a, probably a bigger benefit of that. Um, but I've had some coaches tell me, you know, Dan, you know, when you guys hosted the tournament, I've been to eight tournaments and that was the best one we've ever been to, um, because it was just the M2 teams and we got to compete against each other and there was no distraction. There was nobody worrying about, um, you know, I mean, I, oh, we want to go watch the M1 game. You know, well, no, they don't. They want to watch the M2 games. They would just want to go back to the hotel and sleep. Well, you got to worry um, about what rink you're going to have and if it's the better rink or it's the worst rink. Yeah, you know, and, uh, you know, in that facility this year, you know, you know everybody, it was, it was awful. Um, the ice surface uh, in, in the back rinks where M2 played. 
uh, which was terrible and, and uh, was not a championship caliber facility for the players. And, uh, you know, St. Louis is. Uh, St. Louis has great ice. They have a, a good facility. Um, it's, you know, the M1 gets to play it all at one rank. You know, I'm excited about that, being able to play in the in the bowl and have all the games there instead of having to play off-site and, and you know, in the third rank or wherever it is. So there's a, there's a big difference in, in, you know, the atmosphere um, of, of consistency and in, in doing what you're doing. So, you know, it's, it's all good. And, you know, I mean, I'm not a guy that's going to, you know, raise hack and say, we got to do this or do that. And, you know, we're going to do what we're going to do. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're blessed to be able to host one and we want it. And we're blessed to come into a conference in the Midwest college hockey this year and, and be able to host our conference tournament in our very first year um, because of our facility, our town, uh, our reputation. And, and uh, you know, I think that that tells a lot about our, our conference commissioner giving us uh, a lot of um, confidence in what we're doing and, that, you know, Hey, we know what we're doing and we can run a tournament well, and, and uh, it's going to be a, a great atmosphere, especially if we're, we're in the running for it. Uh, there'll be a great atmosphere on that Sunday uh, if we're one of the two teams playing for a championship. Dan, let me ask you uh, this part of it, because, you know, during the COVID time, uh, and we do podcasts from the NCAA as well, and uh, people said, boy, COVID's really going to take, uh, it might be the death nail for college hockey at the NCAA level, all the levels, because they just thought it was going to be too expensive and they weren't going to be able to bring it back. And what we've seen, and I'm sure you've seen it as well, uh, there's tremendous growth. And when I started this company eight years ago now, that was the idea was, what can we do to help grow the game? I knew that Greg Powers is starting an NCAA program and uh, I didn't know how much coverage he was going to get. So that's where it started. And now, as you know, we're seeing people jump in all over. We have two national podcasts. We have this one, and we have the one we just uh, renamed and rebranded on Monday. But you hear about Tennessee State talking about coming on board, and you see NCAA teams and all this. Um, did that surprise you at all coming out of COVID, that, that it was going to get stronger? Well, I, I think the people realized – what it meant to their campuses and you know there, there's i mean there's two sides of it so i as an administrator you know i'm you know we're, we're concerned you know on uh, about the student experience um about our fan engagement um about our facilities and our, our donors and, and all of those things um and, and in the end you're you know you want to know that you're going to make some money right and so are there opportunities out there? And hockey can be expensive. Um, it depends on if you own your own ice, you have to rent. What is your rates? We're, we're extremely lucky where we are. I mean, I know there's teams out there paying $350, $400 an hour. Um, we're paying $110 an hour for ice time. Um, you know, so we can practice a lot um, in comparison to some of those other schools that, well, we can practice two days a week and that's $600. Uh, we can practice all week long and not pay six hundred dollars. Uh, you know, so there there's some financial things about it that you know you have to look at. And in regionally, what does it look like? Um, I think the NCAA D1 schools did a great job. Obviously, the the East Coast, you know, they were in a, a nightmare of a situation with anything. You know, just li living was was you know questionable at that point. I think for a lot of people. Uh, not, you know, who's, who cares about athletics at that point? 
Um, you're worried about are you going to die and who's in the, who's going to the hospital and is there is there a place for you in the hospital or you know is where where are you going to get a bed if you're sick? Um, those things are much more important than hey did we win on Saturday night and you know how many people did we have watching? Um, you know, so I think they realized that athletics was a place to bring people together. You, I mean, you look at you know nine eleven. And, you know, you still go back to, you know, President Bush going out there and throwing out that first pitch and, you know, all the things that brought New York and, you know, back to what they are. Um, athletics on a college campus brings people together. And, you know, if, if they can do it right, um, whether you win or lose, it still brings people together. And, you know, you've got to find a way to support things and, and you know, give some kind of experience that's positive. Um, you know, and, and make sure that you're supporting those things. So, I, you know, I, long answer of, of, was I surprised? No, no I, I hope it continues to expand. Um, the NHL has done great things, you know, with what they're doing with helping schools, you know, realize if they're ready to do something and move to that, you know, NCAA D1 level or whatever it might be, or tell them, no, you can't, um, you know, Illinois or Oakland or, you know, some of those schools in, in the Midwest that haven't made it through that process. Um, you know, I don't know what other ones haven't either, but, uh, you know, there's, you know, teams that are taking chances, um, you know, LIU and now, you know, Stonehill and Lindenwood may move. And, you know, I mean, who, who else is, you know, I mean, those two teams did it in April and May, you know, I mean, and then they had a team the next year. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's crazy. You know, they didn't even give their coaches a year in advance to figure things out. Um, you know, Augustana is doing it, you know, they're the team that, you know, just came out of our conference and, you know, it's looking at the model of all the other schools in our conference that have hockey and say, Hey, this is, this is what we want to do. Uh, we can do it in Sioux Falls. They got a donor, they got a rink, uh, they got you know, a really good coach, uh, you know, that's going to run with the thing and, and try to make things go They're You know, they're trying to do it right. Um, you know, but it's, it's difficult, um, it's difficult to start a new team and be successful. And, and, uh, you know, even if you have a reputation and, you know, it's, it's, you know, taking Greg, you know, years to, to get over that hump. Um, you know, our current AD here at Mary was a development guy at, at Arizona state when, when they did that move. And so he knows Greg well and, and was part of that and, and, uh, you know, helping them get started. And, so it's, you know, we've, you know, I don't know that we've got anything on the backdrop that, uh, you know, uh, would be great to do something down the road. But, um, you know, if Mary ever made made any kind of move like that, I certainly wouldn't be the coach because it's, you know, the game's, you know, well beyond what I know. Um, but, uh, um, you know, it, it would be cool to see something happen and develop and, you know, and, and, and do something big. You know, could North Dakota take another Division One team? I don't know. You know, they're pretty strong up there and, and uh, they've got a pretty good following and everybody from Bismarck loves the Grand Forks for games. So I'm sure that they would stay home and, and, and watch if uh, if something happened here. But uh, it would take a lot to happen. Um, but you, you see an expansion of Division Three as well. Um, and then the explosion of the ACHA. You know, I mean, the last 10 years in the ACHA, um, it, it has gotten so much better um, you know, there's, you know, some of these teams are getting division one transfers. Um, you know, you're, you're seeing guys from, from tier two leagues, the North American league and, 
and the Saskatchewan League and Manitoba League and, and British Columbia and I mean all over the place are playing at this level. And you know what I mean, who who would have thought about that ten years ago? Right. It had expanded and gotten so good that these teams can now go out and play Denver and play Anchorage and play, you know, Air Force. And you see Grand Valley playing Ferris State now. Um, you know, what an opportunity for the ACHA to get showcased. Whether you win or lose, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an opportunity to, to recruit and, and tell kids, hey, you got an opportunity to go showcase yourself. You might get your butt kicked, uh, but you better be ready. And, and we're going to play a couple of those games while you're here. Um, you know, I mean, that's pretty awesome. Um, he asked me, and, and uh, so, you know, for those coaches at that level in the NCAA to say, hey, there's some quality hockey. We see that, you know, we can do something to help develop hockey. Um, you talked to Kirk Handy last week. I listened to the, the show and, and him talking about helping M2 programs, you know, to develop. And, and, you know, we had a conversation a couple of years ago and We've had some three games with Liberty with their M2 program, and he wanted to play us on a fourth game. I'm like, I can't play you guys on the fourth day <laughs> of, of, you know, you haven't played a game yet. It's your first game. You want to play us after we've played your M2 team three times. Uh, and not going to happen. I appreciate the invite, but maybe if I played you once and them once, I would make that trip if I played you first, you know. Um, <clears throat> but you know, we're, we're all thankful. We're all trying to do the best thing we can to, to provide an environment and have a great student experience for all of our kids. Um, everybody wants to win. And, and right now, everybody's got a chance next year to, to be a national champion. And, and we all think we are um, until that first game. And then half of us are going to go, well, we're not that good. Um, you know, <laughs> so the way that we, goes, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, we're all good right now, you know, and we're all excited about the guys that, you know, we hope are going to show up on that first day and, and, uh, and then two of them don't, and then we're not as good as we thought we were going to be. So, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, it's hard when you don't have scholarships to hand out and, and hold kids accountable to letters of intent and, and some of those things. So, you know, it's much different than our other sports on our campus that, uh, you know, have some of that hold on those kids that can provide, you know, athletic money above the academic money that they might qualify for. Well, well I know Stephen saw that. your your schedule come out. So I, are you going that road, Stephen, or what, where were you going? Yeah, I'll go that route. I was just going to say that's what's so great about the start of a, a season is that everybody starts zero and zero. So, you know, there's always that optimism <laughs> with a new season that everybody – Feels like they have a chance. That's what makes opening day in baseball so great. The start of an NHL, you know, college, you know, everything. Everybody start fresh, and it's always so great to to see that. But yeah, we, we can go over the schedule real quick. I mean, we're we're getting low on time, but uh, just kind of highlight your schedule. Obviously, a lot of games with Minot, Jamestown. Obviously, you guys are all in that area now that you're an M one program. But just uh, the schedule that you guys have set, uh, assembled, and and did it have to come together pretty quick, or was it something that you kind of worked on? Well, you know, we, with... we yeah, we had a year. You know, we had a yeah. little over a year to figure this out because we announced in in December of uh, twenty one uh, that we were going to make a move, and we did that one, and you know, so that you know people in advance would know that you know for recruiting, and that we're going to make the move, and you know, we didn't want to do it too late because then you miss out on a year's recruiting. Um, and then, uh, you know, just to kind of set up some relationships and figure some of that stuff out and, and, 
it allowed us to play some of those, you know, the 13 that we played at the, at the M1 level this past year to develop some of those relationships and, and start to, to get a feeler for that and who's, who's doing what, what are the conferences available? Um, you know, who's got non-conference stuff and, and who's willing to travel, who's, who was going to require us to go there, you know, all of those things. And, and honestly, I, I don't know um, how our schedule could have come out any better. Uh, we have 18 home games. We have 18 road games. Um, we, I think we have 22 games against teams that were in the top 25 in the, in the final poll last year. Um, and so that's 22 of our 34 M1 games. Yeah, you've got um, the champs on here. Might not stay up. I mean, obviously. Yeah, six times. We play so, six yeah. times. You know, I mean, playing them more than two times is, you know, that's, I mean, just the strength of schedule. As long as you don't get blown out, you know, in, in which we haven't against them. Uh, we've played them tough. we got Central Oklahoma. We'll make that trip down there. Um, we we kind of got into a good situation with Missouri State. Um, they got canceled at Niagara. Um, and had an open weekend the same weekend that I thought we had Purdue Northwest, and then that didn't work out. Um, and so uh, Chris Perry set us up and, and put us on a blind date, and we called each other, and, and uh, here we are. And okay, they'll, they'll come here, and we'll go there next year, and it all worked out perfect. So um, you know, we got them. We got Colorado State, who uh, you know had a better year last year than they had the last couple. And, uh, you know, and then our conference teams, you know, Illinois State is, you know, was in the top 15. Jamestown was in the top 10. Um, you know, so we're excited about the opportunity to play a, a, what I think is a, a good, tough schedule. It's not going to be the toughest one in the nation. Um, there's some teams out there that have, have built that. And, but in year one, uh, for us to, to get that schedule, I, I'm, I'm really happy with that and, and our travel we really only have one travel uh, weekend every month. Um, so I don't really count the Jamestown and my not because they're only right. 90 minutes from us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's no overnights. We don't miss yeah. school. Um, you know, so those kind of things. So, so uh, the ease of our kids and them being in class, um, I'm always cognizant of our kids being in class. Um, this past year, we had a, you know, the two semesters, we had a 3.42 and a 3.4 GPA. Um, and, and, you know, that's why kids are here, um, so that they can get a degree and it's important, um, and they're doing well in the classroom. And so we don't want them out of the classroom. Well, that's what um, I always say with student athletes, the student is first and then it's the athlete. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's great to say that, Hey, we're doing all this stuff and we're traveling all the time, but the, what's the downfall? Your kids aren't in class. Um, and so that's, you know, we, we have to make sure that we're trying to do the right things for the kids. And, you know, as glorious as, it, glorious as it may be to play all these other teams and do all this stuff and travel all over, it costs a lot of money. Um, travel is way up. It's up 15% at least, you know, from two years ago. Um, you know, hotels and food and airfare and buses and, and gas and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's become more expensive as well. And so if you don't have additional money, you got to find a way to play Minot six times. And, uh, not and not then, a bad and, alternative, though. I mean, really, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're a good team. They're a top team. They have the chance. You know, that, so I mean, getting, having having them right in your backyard, essentially ninety minutes away or whatever. I mean, yeah. That's, and so that's we an don't have bonus. to go to we don't have to go to Liberty or Adrian or UNLV because we can play the yeah. you know, might not six times. And so that's I mean, it's such a cost savings to be able to do that and get the quality games that you need to be ranked high. 
All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go on a couple of things here. Uh, first, for people that don't know, there's a pretty good program over at Williston State. We need to get them into the M1 level. And uh, I go way back with Travis Rybczynski, back to uh, 2004, 2005. Uh, And Travis does a heck of a job with his program as well. So there's still more hockey in North Dakota that people don't know about, correct? No doubt. Travis has done a great job. You know, he's, uh, you know, two years ago, they had a nice run into the the semifinals. Uh, He had a player named Ian Amsbaugh who left their program this past year, played for uh, Selkirk. Uh, in the or Steinbach in the Manitoba Junior League and, and was one of the top 15 scorers in that in the Manitoba Junior League this year I think and he just uh, signed on with uh, Adrian and uh, he's going to go to Adrian and play on their D3 team uh, we were very uh, optimistic of trying to get him and to try to keep him in state and, and keep him at home uh, have his parents be able to watch him a lot uh, but we didn't get him and, and so that was you know not I mean, it's disappointing but you know, it would have been a long shot for us. The kid, he is a special player, would have been a very special player at this level for us. And, and, you know, Travis was able to keep him home for a year. He's a Botno kid. Um, and Williston, you know, they, they're, you know, they had a tough year last year. They had, a, I think they had a really good player, Cody Barnes. Uh, Cody spent a couple of years at Swan Valley in the Manitoba Junior League. And, and uh, he just committed to us two Saturdays ago. And, uh, we're excited to have him transfer to us and and uh, come into our program. And, I mean, he's a monster. He's you know six six uh, two two oh five two ten, and uh, will really shore up the middle for us. And you know, anytime you get a player like that from one of those programs, you're you're thankful. We've we had a lot of transfers in our first couple of years from from Dakota College and from Williston. That's really how we got our start and our success. And and so we're very thankful for those two programs. Uh, that that helped provide our players and give us an opportunity to be where we are today. Good stuff, Dan. Uh, I will tell you that we are thrilled to have you on. Uh, when we moved to uh, the new name and the new concept, it was basically because I, I saw a lot of, and Stephen did as well, we saw a lot of teams, but there were really in MC, in ACHA M1, there's really a lot of, I call them haves and have-nots. And by that, I mean there's teams that want to uh play for national championships and want to be really good. And there's some that are really at the quote unquote club level. And, you know, we were after spotlighting those teams that really want to do it. And I, I always look at this, I go like, Hey, if you're traveling in the country and I run into you in an airport or at a hockey rink, and I can't tell if you're NCAA or ACHA M1, that's the team that I want on board. And that's the teams that we want to focus on. So um, we're glad to have you. Thanks for spending some time with us tonight. Uh, you got many more times to come on the show. Anytime you're ready, just give me a holler and we'll, uh, we'll be happy to do that. I'm going to play your spot here in just a minute. Uh, I do want to leave you on this note, though. Not only am I back <laughs> in the background with Travis Rubczynski, but my son-in-law is the brother of Lance Knutson, who was your goaltender oh, wow. for yeah, a little yeah. while. So yeah. my daughter is married to Lance's uh, brother. Okay. Where so, are they living? They live down in uh, just outside of Minneapolis, St. Okay. Paul area, Lake Elmo. So Okay. Oh, so it's fantastic. a small hockey world and a small uh, no small doubt. world all the way around. 
Yeah, and I'm surprised you can. I'm surprised you can even say Ripchinski. So you know, that's, that's a pretty good thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, uh, Dan. We appreciate your time. Uh, we will. Uh, we'll be in touch. Thanks so much again. And if you stay on for just a minute, I'll play your spot first, and you'll get a chance to hear it. Uh, the University of Mary. That is the head coach, and I, you know, I call you the athletic director, but I know you're the assistant. And you do all that yeah. good stuff, but it, uh, it it is what it is. I mean, uh, hockey administration. Just do it all, okay? Yeah, I'm doing my best. I appreciate <laughs> your time, uh, Scott and Stephen, and have a great week. Absolutely. Stephen and I will be right back uh, to talk a little more ACHA, actually, American Collegiate Hockey Top 20. New challenges, new level, same quest. Join us at the University of Mary for the 2023-24 hockey season as the two-time ACHA M2 champions bring that championship pedigree to the M1 level. Watch the Marauders take on local rivals Minot State, Jamestown University, and national powers Missouri State, Illinois State, Colorado State as they look to add to their hockey legacy. Head to GoMary.com to find out how you can support University of Mary Hockey. Championship pedigree, world-class coaching, and first-class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. The Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Arrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey. Get a big school hockey feel with all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Banks it towards the goalie. Score. Gail McCarr. Gail McCarr. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious, man. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study. You make an impact on and off the ice, as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. If your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong, see if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customized shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry tight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. 
customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number. Summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 national champions, four-time WCHL champions, and named a Best in the West College by U.S. News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study, and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. As San Diego State begins its first season of ACHAM1 Hockey, be a part of the foundation as the Aztecs look to build a new chapter in the city's long hockey history. In addition to our growing hockey program, the more than 36,000 SDSU students in our many degree programs, from bachelor's to doctorate, enjoy the best of higher education lifestyle. Go to sdsu.edu to see if our unique, diverse experiences for you, and visit sdsuhockey.com to support the top college hockey program in California. Oklahoma Sooners Hockey, celebrating 20 years of big hits, 20 years of big saves, and 20 years of big goals. Go to OUHockey.net and get your season or single-game tickets to see the Sooners take on national powers, Minot State, Missouri State, and, of course, rival Central Oklahoma. Single-game tickets are just $10 apiece, while OU students and staff are free with their ID. Youth hockey players are also free if they wear their jerseys. 20 years of Oklahoma Sooners hockey, the action you crave, only faster. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors, in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Hello, hockey fans. This is Jesse Lowell, captain of the Arizona Wildcats, and you are listening to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. All right. Well, welcome back in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be listening to the show tonight, it is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Temecula, California, uh, escaping a little bit of the heat. It's still 100 degrees, so it's still hot. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh from beautiful Championship City of Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, uh, boy, can you tell there's excitement in the air at the University of Mary for the Marauders? Well, first of all, 100 degrees is, is a lot better than 110 degrees or 115 or whatever it was in Palm Springs. And, uh, yeah, one fifteen when we left today. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure I'm sure hundred. It feels nice. 
and then uh, and two, yes, there's a lot of excitement there at uh, at University of Mary, and uh, and uh, it's gonna be exciting when a new team kind of joins the fold of the uh, M1, which is what we follow really closely at this on this podcast, and it's uh, exciting to see another team uh, come in and, and how they're gonna succeed, and and they come in a really good team at the M2 level in the years that they've been there, and now they get an opportunity at the uh, a step up. And to compete with the likes of Minot State and and James, which they do already, which they were already doing already, uh, but now they're going to be in the same uh, divi- the same uh, level, which will make it even more, uh, which will be great for those rivalries going forward as well. There'll be a lot more at stake there, and just a whole bunch of things. So, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> and and here's the thing: they're not just uh, competing with them; they're beating them. <laughs> that's that's the impressive part of it, and uh, you know. For those that haven't been to North Dakota, if you see this little triangle I'm talking about between Jamestown, Bismarck, and Minot, it is really literally 90 minutes uh, either direction to get to them. So it's not like uh, the might... triangle, though. You won't get you won't get uh, <laughs> lost forever, right? If you, if you uh, this well, you might in the winter time. You might in the winter time if that snow starts falling, you could get stuck. <laughs> I'm not going to say there's a ton of trees there to uh, to stop the wind from blowing or the snow from drifting, but uh, man, to see that kind of talent, and like I mentioned, Wilson State and uh, and Dakota College at Botano, um, both of them have superior programs as well and could easily be uh, M1. So, um, you know, maybe some point down the road, there's going to be another NCAA team there to compete with that green and white team from Grand Forks, the Fighting Hawks. Um, but boy, it, it's so much fun to have guys that really know and really get it right? I mean, if you're going to go play hockey for the University of Mary, you know that your coach is bought in and he knows what it takes to win hockey games. He pulled his goaltender in overtime because <laughs> yeah. he had to win the game. Because he couldn't, because the game couldn't end in a tie. He had to win it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so that that's, what, that's all what, in. What coach would do that? They would just, you know, I mean, if it's tied up, they just would try to say, well, because we, you're, also, you're also sacrificing the opportunity that you're going to give up an empty net and lose the game outright. But in this case, you know, it's a tie was going to be a loss too. So two, two thirds out of three chance. So you might as well go with the, what the one third chance that you're going to have to, to win. And that's to get, get to win the game outright. So, uh, Kudos on him for oh. doing that. Yeah, that was uh, that was great. And, uh, <laughs> but we talk about that all the time. You won't even and, be doing it, that in the uh, M1 tournament, though, because no. uh, there's no tie. No. As I found no. out a couple of years ago in St. Louis. <laughs> Do they play <laughs> overtime there, Stephen, or not? I think so. I even think there was a there was a seventh period stretch. I think too in one of the games. No, no, no hibernation for you at the uh, at the end at the national tournament either. By the way, uh, we'll no. keep that word hibernation gone out of our vocabulary. But anyway, great to have Dan Huntley on. Great to have them as partners. The partnerships are blowing up because people are really starting to realize that uh, you can get your name out there. You can uh, help recruit. You can help uh, sponsors. You can do all those different things. And well, who uh, doesn't want to have a pro voice by the great Paul Hornstein with those great, uh, with the great uh, wordsmith and stuff that he puts together. Right. Right. Exactly. He's got I mean, all this time on that palatial estate that you always say he has. You know? Oh, yeah. And it, it is palatial. Trust me. Uh, he's got a fire pit. Did I say that? <laughs> really? Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm sure you don't, you don't need a fire, fire pit. You don't need a fire pit this time of year, but. 
Well, he might, but anyway, uh, he, he's got one in the backyard. A servants bring him wood and, and stuff for the fire and all that. But anyway, we digress, but man, oh man, great to have Dan on. Great to have you, Mary, as a partner. We still have, I believe, nine spots left. Um, Indiana Tech just joined. Maryville just joined. Uh, and we've well, got such a great up, group. These of deals them. are going by faster than the Prime Day deals that have been going on for Amazon. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And who wouldn't? I mean, for for three hundred dollars to get a year's worth of uh, of time with us, I mean, who wouldn't pay that? Yeah, that's yeah. Like I said, that's better than <laughs> most of those Prime Day deals that are out there right now. <laughs> you are correct. All right, I'll let you take it away, my friend. We like to keep this show uh, culturally uh, uh, up to date too with all these. Uh, current event things okay anyways from the uh, summer skate studios this is the american collegiate hockey top 20 podcast presented by icetimehockeywest.com liberty university bring your faith and your game to the premier acha m1 program on the east coast see us at liberty.edu behind the mask and behind the mask.com with three valley locations and across the country at behind the mask.com we keep you supplied with all of the gear you need all season long University of Central Oklahoma, first-class experience on and off the ice. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, lunch, catering, din- dining in or out, or just getting our award-winning barbecue sauce uh, we'll, at uh, 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, as, of course, the other location is gone right now. Uh, UNLV Hockey, follow the Skate and Rebels Championship Quest. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Top Golf, reserve a bay or a meeting room for your next corporate outing at topgolf.com. Adrian College, championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos with Caesars Rewards. Members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. University of Arizona Hockey, visit arizonawildcathockey.org and become part of the, one of the West's most historic hockey programs. Summer Skates, order your custom koozies or shower shoes at summerskates.com and show off your game in style. San Diego State Hockey, sun, sand, and hockey, as well as a top flight education at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. Jets Pizza, go to jetspizza.com to find one of our over 400 locations in 20 states nationwide. Oklahoma University Hockey, the action you crave, only faster at ouhockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network and is live every week on the Podbean app and is available on your favorite podcast platform at ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Again, search ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and any of our podcasts to help others find the show. All right, and before we go, I do want to play the new Wednesday night drop, so listen into this before we say goodnight. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. How good is that? Is that voice any good or not? The, the great Charlie Hornstein uh, giving us some drops. So we'll get that queued up so we can play that next week and beyond. Now we just um, count down the 20, uh, the 20 of the latest <laughs> hits here. <laughs> Absolutely. And the latest hits they are because they're the latest and greatest. So once again, we thank Dan Huntley, uh, the head coach and assistant athletic director, uh, I guess is what I can call him at you, Mary for joining us and talking hockey with us. I look forward to seeing their team a lot this year because they're going to be all over the place and they're going to be very competitive and we'll see them in the national tournament. I am certain in St. Louis. Um, 
And uh, you know what? As things continue to grow, we continue to grow. So if you have questions, you want to join us, you want to get your team on there, we only have room for 20 men and four women's teams uh, on this podcast. So uh, you're running out of time, folks. Get in, get it out there. Uh, send me a text, 760-801-8060, or, uh, or just uh, direct message me on Twitter, whatever. Let's get you aboard. Let's get uh, things rocking and rolling. Let's fill that podcast right up. All right. We'll say goodnight. A little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Yet? <laughs> no, no hibernation. Oh, we no got to tomorrow. That's right. We gotta yeah, keep, exactly. we got to keep going exactly. here. we got to keep going here. <laughs> We're just going to keep going and going and going. Like the <laughs> all summer long from what I'm told. So, That's a fact. All right. We'll say goodnight. Goodnight, everybody.